What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Jump Ball, brought to you by Ballers of T.O. It's your girl, Veronica Harris, here, and we're going to be recapping the Boston Celtics-Toronto Raptors game that happened last night in Boston at the TD Garden. Um, first off, I want to say that this, and I'll and I will continue to say this throughout this podcast, that this is probably one of the most playoff-worthy games that I have seen. Um, every, like Eastern Conference Finals, 100%. I'm now convinced. Uh, Milwaukee, sorry, nope, not happening. It's Boston. But let's jump right into it. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw last night, but Jason Tatum was wearing the Nike Adapt BBs. And those things are absolutely flawless. They are flawless. Uh, some people are like, oh, Veronica, they're such an ugly shoe. Blah, blah. I don't care if they lace up by themselves. I think it's really cool. I think it's a great concept, especially for the older folks out there. LeBron's getting up there. He's not going to be able to tie his shoes anymore, guys. Let's be honest. Okay? It's going to be tough to bend down, um, especially if he will be... If Well, I mean, it started already. He's already out. So I think these probably could come in handy for some of these older players. But another note on Nike. They just released 10 new Black History Month shoes. Showing respect to Black History Month. That's coming up in February. Make sure you guys head over to www.nike.com to check them out. Um, I definitely know I'll be... I can't buy all 10 as much as I want to. I am trying to be on a budget this year and I'm trying to be good. Um, So maybe I'll just buy four or five of them. I don't know. Bottom line is they're all beautiful shoes and they're difficult to choose from. Um, The Raptors haven't won in Boston since 2016. So this looks like a really good time to change that. To add to that, Boston was on a three-game losing streak. And, well, now... That is over. And now they have won seven straight at home. So they had something to prove last night, especially versus the biggest threat in the East. So, I mean, Toronto had the 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 drive and the pressure to keep up their good their good wins. Toronto had the pressure to keep up the good the good record, really. And Boston had something to prove by snapping this losing streak and keeping this record going. I mean, Toronto hasn't won in Boston since 2016. Um, so that's pretty special. Now we're going to have to wait... A whole another season uh, to do so possibly I don't know maybe they'll make it three years running four years I don't know but all I know is last night was a fantastic game no word on McCaw uh, but he was dressed and on the bench I mean I would like to know what he's thinking about because I haven't seen him smile yet and I mean I know it's cold outside but come on man you're the you're in the top team in the league I know it's not Golden State I know it's not sunny it's not beautiful you don't have curry beside you but I mean, it's fine. So smile, don't worry. Don't look like you just, I don't know, your career just ended. You're only 23. So I hope McCall turns that frown upside down and, uh, and I can't wait to see him play. Boston is currently six games behind Toronto and they have one meeting at the end of February to kind of try and even things up. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, Kyrie was absolutely on fire last night. It wasn't just a one-time thing. Uh, Kyrie is Kyrie. He actually called LeBron last night and said, Hey, I am so sorry for being that young kid, wanting everything at his fingertips. I now understand what what it's like to be a leader and what you had to do. Um, So I think that was really big of Kyrie, especially because he thinks the earth is flat. Um, So big up on him. That takes a lot to call someone up and, and apologize like that. So... That was really cool to see. Back into the game, guys. Kyrie kicks off and impresses the home crowd, showing he's got moves and spins around Danny Green to 
dish it to Al Horford, who missed the first shot, the first possession, but didn't disappoint this time. Green then responds with a jumper, showing them this won't be an easy game. This will not be a runaway train. Leonard knocks down a three, then Irving says, oh yeah, I can do that, and does exactly that. Raptors now up two. Moments later, Lowry steals the ball, gets fouled by Gordon Hayward, sending him to the line. I don't like this call, and I I will tell you why I don't like this call. I don't like this call at all. I replayed it three times, and I see Lowry running into the path of Hayward. I have a big problem with the dramatics in today's NBA. Uh, I I mean, go for the bucket. Why are we drawing, like, I understand the game has changed, but go for the bucket. Why are we going for the foul? Why are we trying to draw the foul? Like, I I don't know. Just it really irks me. And then players like that, that that go out of their way to flop or over-exaggerate. I won't go any further because I don't want to say anything mean. But just stop doing it. Just play the ball. Play the game. Like... If you want to go to drama class, then you can go to LA or Juilliard or somewhere like that. But don't take it off, keep it off the court, is my opinion. Uh, nonetheless, though, Lowry did drain both to add to his total of 10.7 assists and six rebounds. The second unit for Boston turned up the heat in the garden, now leading by one point with the second quarter after trailing by so many as nine. Baines hit the jumper over Moose Monroe to make it 41 40. I think that Smart, Rozier, Hayward, Brown, and Baines, aka the second line, all should have been the starting five, as they were all in plus and all the stars were in a minus. And that second line is the line that brought the Celtics up and gave them that confidence to continue to go up and play against and win against the best team in the league. Now, I have another call I'm going uh, to share my opinion on. Irving gets called on a reaching foul, and it's not because of the players this time, okay? It's the reps. Go back to the second quarter at 5.09 left to play in the quarter. You will see Kyrie on Pascal Siakam. Siakam then spins towards the net while his back is facing the ref, JB DeRosa, who mind you can't see anything, guys. The ball slips off Siakam, goes out of bounds. JB then calls a reaching foul on Kyrie. Meanwhile, he didn't reach at all, to be honest with you. Uh, And Pascal actually had him beat and was on his way up to the net. My opinion is everybody's too soft nowadays. That includes the refs. This year, and I can't wait for the playoffs this year because it's going to be... I'm probably going to lose a good 15 pounds stressing over the calls, to be honest with you. Um, It happened last year. It's happening now throughout the season. I'm not quite sure how James Harden can travel with a step back, but Curry can't do it. I don't know what's going on. It's like, it's just whatever they're feeling that day. Okay, that's a foul. That's a call. But yeah, everybody is too soft nowadays. Uncle Drew, which I still haven't seen yet, he didn't let that stop him though. I mean, it's, he gets it. Yeah, whatever, it's a foul. He finished with 27 points, 18 assists, and five rebounds. Celtics then went on 25-10 run in the last 10 minutes of 2.30 left to play in the half. Uh, I do want you to check out Jason Tatum's new shoes. Remember we talked about it in the beginning of the podcast, how they were self-lacing. I don't even think they're out on shelves yet. But, like I said, I am down. And to everybody who's making fun of his tattoo, leave him alone. That's his child. There's, um, I don't know if you guys saw it, Jason Tatum. He had a, what looked to be like a, a fresh tattoo. Like, a good, I'd say it was done like an hour before the game, to be honest with you. It was bleeding. But everyone's making fun of him. You know, what an ugly tattoo, what an ugly tattoo. 
Leave him alone. It's a photo of his child and either his mom or his girlfriend. Let the man be. Just admire his shoes and let him play. I mean, the shoes must be comfortable because when Lowry swapped the ball away from Tatum, he then got it back and hit a fadeaway jumper over Kyle. Tatum finished with 16 points, 10 rebounds. Hayward. Welcome to the show, Gordon Hayward. He hits a contested shot, beating the buzzer. And with that, he single-handedly outscored the Raptors bench. Celtics up 64-53 at the half. This isn't happening because the Celtics are playing phenomenal basketball. They're playing good ball, but it's also due to the fact that Toronto wasn't playing any defense, guys. Boston had more turnovers than Toronto, more fouls than Toronto, but less steals than Toronto. Maybe this is what Boston needed to come alive and have a real playoff hopes come their way. Coming out of the break, Green hits the first three-pointer that the Raptors have made since the first quarter. Since making that shot, Toronto went on a 15-6 run to force the Celtics to call a timeout and gather themselves before they lose this lead. Moore Sr., who I love the addition of Sr., I think that is so cute, and I love the idea of... At first, I thought he put Moore Sr., because him and his brother are twins. So I thought, okay, maybe he's, like, born, like, a minute early or something. It's not... It's because he has a son um, with the same name. So I thought that was really cute. Morris Sr. picks up his fourth foul against Kawhi, who puts up his 20th point of the game and still has a whole quarter to play, guys. Remember, Kawhi is going for the longest streak with 20-plus points a game, and right now he's at a consecutive 19 games. Leonard Fish with the game, finished with a game high, 33 points, going 10 from 19 from the field. Let's slip in a little fun fact here. When Pascal Siakam played for the Raptors 905, Toronto's G League team, he only played one year before moving up to play for the big guns. Siakam has my vote for most improved player this year. He's averaging 15.2 points per game and 6.9 rebounds. Also, don't forget to send Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, and Veronica Harris to the 2019 NBA All-Star Weekend in Charlotte. We'd love to go. Just send Tangerine Hoops a quick email and vote online, and I'm sure all three of us will get in no problem. Serge Ibaka, McClass Avec Fuzz, uh, brings the dinosaurs within two points, and just as you thought they were going to catch up, the crowd's cheers got louder and the Celtics got better. I know I said last game versus the Wizards, it were like a playoff game, but honestly, this was playoff atmosphere, playoff ball. There were a little bit parts in the game where it's a little bit messy. Uh, we can get over that. We can pass through it. The rest of the game as, as a whole uh, was pretty, pretty good. And I can definitely see these two in the Eastern Conference Finals together. Milwaukee, I don't think... Uh, oh, it's tricky. It's tricky. There's something about when Toronto and Boston play, and again, the atmosphere, that makes it feel like a playoff a playoff game, a playoff series, a playoff run, playoff time. You know what I mean? So I, I can't wait. I think either way, whether it's Toronto and Milwaukee or Toronto or Boston, it's going to be absolutely fun, and the city of Toronto will be on fire. And I definitely think that Toronto will make it a lot further, well, seeing as there's no LeBron this year, they'll make it a lot further than they did last year. Back to the game. Powell knocks down a corner three in front of the Celtics bench, bringing the Raptors within one point. And then everyone were just throwing up threes as if the buzzer were going to sound. Again. And again. And again. And again. Like, I swear, like, each team threw up two random shots that didn't even hit the mark at all. Um, I'm pretty sure there was an air ball in there, and I don't know, I don't know why. They were trying to play fast ball, but like, it, it just didn't make sense. I know I said this looked like a playoff game, but some parts of it were very elementary and very sloppy. 
but then other parts were really, really good. A little bit of a confusing game, nonetheless, it was still a really, really good game. Toronto last led the game early in the second quarter, but that would stop when Nick Nurse brings on Kawhi. Leonard hits a mid-range jumper to put his squad up by one. Like I said, playoff game. Back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Toronto's largest lead was 11, and Boston's largest lead was 16. As good as the rest of the game was, the Celtics were too much for Toronto. Boston took over, going on a 20-7 run to end the game. This is the Boston team that I thought were starting the season. I guess they just need a little time to warm up because they are not to be slept on anymore. Boston takes this one and the Raptors will have to wait until next season for a chance to win at the TD Garden. This loss to Boston means Toronto moves down to second place, not even a half game behind Milwaukee, but still behind with a 0.010% win percentage difference. Phoenix is in Toronto, waiting for the Raptors to come home to play the second end of their doubleheader. Tip-off is at 7.30. Boston takes this one, 117-108. to 108. Guys, if you have any questions, any comments, anything about the podcast that you thought was interesting, make sure you hit me up, let me know, and I can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.